Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 375. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Motivation, dedication, success. Did you know that 99designs is the number one marketplace for crowdsourced graphic design? More than 100,000 design projects have passed through their doors. Visit 99designs.com slash fire today and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Focus, you know the acronym I love most. Let Carbonite help by saving your files for you. Start a free trial at Carbonite.com with offer code FIRE and get two bonus months if you decide to buy. Carbonite.com, offer code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Matt McWilliams. Matt, are you prepared to ignite? I'm already on fire, John. Let's do this. Yeah, baby. Matt is a marketing consultant who helps businesses build intimate relationships with their customers and target audience. He has won numerous industry awards, is a published author of the book, Internet Marketing from Real Experts, and works with businesses both big and small. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Matt, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. I wish I could take credit for that line uh, about building intimate relationships. Uh, that actually came came from a friend of mine when he was describing me to his employer that was a potential client at the time. And he said that, and I'm quoting him here because I wrote this down right away and it's, it's my elevator pitch from now <laughs> on. He said that Matt has the unique ability to develop intimate relationships with scale. And, you know, that's something that I've tried to live up to ever since he said that about me. Um, so what I do now is I, I consult businesses on doing just that with their, with their customers, with their partners, uh, et cetera. Specifically, my expertise is in the area of affiliate management, which uh, that's been my focus for the past seven years now, which kind of makes me a dinosaur in the arena of totally. online performance marketing. You know, I'm, seven years, I'm like a dinosaur. Uh, so personally, you know, I, I, I woke up today, I realized uh, I'm 34 and I don't remember how I got so old. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> I'm 33, um, man. I'm with you. Ugh. Yeah. I, I live in Fort Wayne reluctantly with, uh, since I spent my whole life in the South until two years ago, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I'm here with my beautiful wife, Tara, and we have an amazing two and a half year old RSLE and uh, love my business. I love what I do most days. I love my clients. I love uh, my perspective businesses, and I, and I love that I'm blessed to do uh, what I do where I do it. Wow. Well, Matt, let me just echo the fact that you do know how to build intimate relationships because Entrepreneur on Fire being one of the top-ranked business podcasts and getting the number of downloads that we do get on a monthly basis, we are deluged by requests to be interviewed and for guests and introductions, et cetera. But you cut through all that, and you cut right to the core, and I don't even exactly remember specifically how you did it, but you did it. And I knew that I wanted to have you on my show, no matter hide nor hair. So just a little tribute to you to Fire Nation as we start off. And we'll get more into that and more into everything that you do and have going on in the entrepreneurial world, because it is quite astounding in a number of areas at such a young age. I know you think 34 is old, Matt, but you're, uh, you're still a baby in the cradle of life right now. And we're going to start this interview off with a success quote because we really want to get that fire crackling to get those twigs burning with a little more heat, Matt. So take it away. 
Sure. You know, I recently wrote about this actually, uh, and it comes from an interesting source considering that I'm, you know, I am a 34 year old white boy from the suburbs. Uh, <laughs> it's from Jay-Z and he says, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. And, you know, just to paint the picture, the first one is businessman is one word. And the second one is business comma man. And, you know, for me, I act, I've acted this way for a long time before I even knew the quote, but now it's, it's kind of my mantra. You know, if you think about uh, businesses, they act a certain way. And, you know, I feel like we need to act like that as people, you know, especially in today's economy. Absolutely. So break it down and get specific with us, Matt. How are you actually a business man and not a businessman? <laughs> well, you know, really for me, it comes down to one word and that's mindset. We think of corporations sometimes as, as being evil, but the fact is they operate in a different way from the rest of us. You know, we have to file all kinds of paperwork. I know you know this when you file the, I think your LLC, you know, we, uh, I have an S corp and, you know, we had to file all kinds of paperwork. We have a, a board of directors. We have an annual meeting, you know, in other words, it, it, it feels like more of an official business than when it was just a partnership with my wife and I. And, and I realized when I got the paperback, the paperwork, uh, back for our S corp, you know, we got that, we set up a new bank account. We, we met with our CPA and I just felt differently. You know, I felt, I felt legit for the first time as a business and, and I was sitting across from our CPA and I just kind of jokingly looked at him. And I was like, I'm no longer a businessman. I'm a business man. And he, he kind of looked at me. He's also about my age and white <laughs> and from the suburbs. And he's like, I don't even know what you're saying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the reality is I realized, and this is one of the things I wrote about was that you don't need a business just to think like one. So there's a lot of people listening. I know that, that are entrepreneurs, but there's probably just as many people who are thinking, you know, one of these days I'm going to start a business one of these days. And, and they think kind of like I thought, which was when I start my business, I'll start acting like a business. And, and the reality is that you should be starting now. And, and I know that's what I did. Um, so I came up with these five things, that, like what a business does that, you know, most people don't do. And the first one was, you know, a business markets itself. That's something that I've done. You know, I've, I've followed this more than ever in the past year, making sure, you know, I get my name out. I, I write for magazines. I, I go to conferences. I do tons of networking. Um, and the big one for me was, you know, a business cuts costs. When I think of, um, I'm one of the books I just started to read is called Barbarians at the Gate. Uh, it's about the, ri the rise and fall of RJR Nabisco. And, you know, it's crazy how insane businesses are about cutting costs, you know, particularly large corporations. And, you know, I think most Americans, and I'll raise my hand on this one, we're great at making money, but we just suck at spending it properly. So I found out that if I think like a business and look for ways to cut costs, um, that that's a win for me. And then the, uh, the third one was that, that, you know, business, they spend money to make money. So they don't just spend money because they need to spend it. They spend it to make money. And even though I'm cheap now, you know, I'm, uh, my wife gets on me <laughs> about being so cheap. We spend a ton of money on CPAs and attorneys because those are the areas where I don't even want to touch that stuff. Um, I will never again, the rest of my life, I made a vow. I would never do my own taxes. Uh, we got a check from the IRS one year for $1,800, which was half of a, of a repayment or half uh, of a return. But it was also like 900 of that was money that we sent to them first. I'm like, nope, never doing my taxes again. You know, <laughs> so they spend money in the right places. And then the, uh, you know, they, they, they realize the value of people. They, uh, they're active in the community and, and they're really good at, you know, I think of Kleenex. When you look at a tissue, you say, pass me a Kleenex. It doesn't matter what brand it is. You know, they're Kleenex because they spent 
thousands of dollars getting you to, to know their name um, or millions of dollars getting you to know Probably your name. more I than a like, couple thousand. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> you know, we have to do the same thing. We have to position ourselves as experts in our fields. Love that, Matt. And I mean, that is just the start to an amazing interview. And thank you for sharing that. And as a self-proclaimed dinosaur that you claim to be, <laughs> you have had a journey as an entrepreneur. You've seen the ups, you've seen some downs, you've made mistakes, and you've recovered from them, obviously. But what we want to do here at Entrepreneur on Fire is really analyze your journey, your entrepreneurial journey, and and really study your lessons learned and your mistakes and your obstacles and your challenges so we don't make the same ones. I mean, that's what it's all about. So tell us a story, Matt. Tell us of a time when you failed, when you just fell flat in your face and you had to pick yourself up and it wasn't easy. And share with us what lessons you learned from that. Well, you know, John, I'm a, I'm a self-proclaimed member of Fire Nation. So I've, yeah. I've listened to probably half your podcast. Oh, and right. So when we, when we were setting this up, I was thinking, okay, what's my failure? I was like, well, it was at the time my dad fired me. Because that's a pretty big failure. My dad mm. fired me. I was like, no. Okay, it could be the time I almost went to prison. Uh, that was, that was a big one. But you were like, wedding no, some appetites right now, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like, okay, how about the time I got sued by the FTC? That was, that's gotta be my biggest failure. And, uh, no, it wasn't any of those three, which is surprising. I've been told I've led an interesting life because <laughs> I've been fired by my dad, almost went to prison and, you know, was sued, um, by the FTC of all people. And it was actually with my first consulting client four years ago, cause it kind of summed up how I viewed myself. Um, when I started my first, well, when I started my consulting business, uh, which wasn't my first business, this would be my third. The first two failed absolutely miserably. <laughs> uh, I was employed full time at the time, and I'd been meaning to I'd been meaning to start this consulting business for like a year and a half, a uh, year and a half before going back before I actually started it. You know, you mentioned the awards that I'd won. I, I had been named top affiliate manager in the world. I, I wanted to capitalize on it. I was at the peak that I could possibly be. I mean, there's no way I could get any higher in the affiliate management industry. And I found that I had to, I really had to overcome my lack of self-worth and, and my feeling that the expertise I had, even though I was named the best, that I just, I wasn't valuable. The imposter so, syndrome. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, I got my first client a year and a half after saying, I want to set up a you know, this consulting business. He actually called me. I, was, I remember I was shooting basketball. I was actually shooting one-handed free throws while talking to this guy. And, you know, he asked me to help him with this business. I said, yes, but I charged him half of what I should have charged. And and don't get me wrong at that time, it was still a ton of money for me, but I, I sincerely could have doubled it. And the, the, the weird thing is about a year and a half before when I first thought about consulting, and I won't skip ahead to that best business advice I ever got too much, but Good. I was actually told by my current boss and my former boss, the two of my good friends at the time, they both told me separately. They told me to start the business. Uh, my boss at the time actually did say, I give you my blessing to start the business, but please just don't quit right now. Um, you know, but they told me to take whatever I was worth as a consultant and double or triple it. But my biggest failure was not listening to that. I didn't listen. I sold myself short. And, you know, my biggest obstacle for that, that whole time was just my self-worth and, and my value as a consultant. Oh, we hear this time and time again on Entrepreneur on Fire, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of the story, but a past guest was going to meet one of his first clients and they were going to sell their product, their service for $4,000. And right before they walked in the door, they got a phone call from a friend who said, dude, if you want to get it to 4000 you got to start at 50000 So they walked in, started at $50,000 and the guy goes, 
I'll take four. I mean, if that isn't a clear case sign that as an entrepreneur that you really need to value yourself at really where you need to be, not just what you think you should be, but where you deserve to be, that is the power right there. And, Mm -hmm. and, And Matt, what I want you to do for Fire Nation right now, and you're part of Fire Nation, so I know you care. So I know you're gonna really give them a great takeaway of that failure that you had, of that lessons that you learned. What do you want Fire Nation to walk away with? you know, you're worth more. Uh, if, if you really are an expert in an industry and you don't have to be the best or even name the best, and I'm not even claiming that I am the best. I just happen to be voted the best that one year. You know, if, if you're that good, you have so much value to offer a business. You know, when, when that guy called me, he had no affiliate program, practically no online marketing program. And he called me, somebody who is one of the better ones in the industry and said, I need help. And, and, and I'm like, well, I'll do it for this much. And I, I was like this little mouse to him. And, you know, I, I had so much more value inside of me, so much more value just in my brain. And the fact was at that time, I mean, I'd been doing that for six years you know, five and a half at the time, I guess, when I first started with them. I've been doing that for five and a half years. And in this industry, that by default practically makes me an expert. And you were going to give him those five and a half years of experience right there and then. For and, half off. In 30 seconds, he was going to be able to just swallow up all of your years and years and years of experience and just immediately apply it to his business. I mean, exactly. there is incredible value there. And Matt, I touched on it briefly while you were going through that because it's the imposter syndrome. And Seth Godin says it so eloquently. As entrepreneurs, we all have it. As human beings, we all have it. We all ask ourselves, who am I to ask for this much money? Who am I to instruct people in this manner? Who am I? Who am I? And you know what? That's natural. That's normal. Matt went through it. I go through it on a daily basis. Seth Godin, President Obama, it is human nature. You just have to accept it, embrace it, and overcome it. And that's where we need to keep moving forward. And Matt, we're going to keep moving forward along your journey because you, again, you're a dinosaur. I love that word. Let's use it. I mean, you're 34 years old. You've been doing this for seven years, baby. That is ancient. (laughs) Let's talk about an aha moment. Let's talk about a light bulb moment, that moment of inspiration at some point that you had and you took strong action on. Share with us that moment, but not just that moment. Share with us the steps that you took after that moment that really nailed down the success. Sure. Well, it happened about a year, almost to the day after I finished working with that client I just mentioned. And, you know, in that year in between, I continued to have that imposter syndrome. As as you said, I, I, I continued to undercharge. I continued to, you know, devalue my expertise and my skills. And, and I was very meek in, in a bad way with, with clients. And, you know, they were getting <laughs> the great end of the deal. And I finished with that first client, um, talked to him about a year later, just catching up, just, you know, just shooting the breeze, just finding out how things have been going. And he mentioned how in the past year, and he was just overly thankful. He had literally doubled his revenue. From you know he's a, he's a small small company, but he'd gone from about a hundred thousand to more than two hundred thousand dollars in that year. And I mean, it completely changed him. He's a he's a solopreneur with just a, a few consultants working with him. You know, so for him, that's almost all profit. And, and you know, they were able to move into a nicer house. They were able to send their daughter to private school. All these things had happened as a result of that doubling his revenue in that one year. And he paid me three thousand dollars, and he made an extra hundred grand. 
And Oof. you know, I figured out that's just that's ridiculous math on his end. And the thing is, that hundred thousand extra, it's only going to get bigger, and it's going to continue every year. Even if it was only a hundred thousand a year, that's a hundred thousand a year for the next ten years. He's going to make he's going to make a million dollars off my three thousand. And the entire time I was consulting him, this is what I mentioned: I questioned whether or not I was worth three thousand dollars for two days' work. But I, I, I made him thirty three times, probably more like forty times as much as he paid me, and. So that was my aha, aha moment. I'm not not suggesting I should have overcharged him, but this moment made me realize that I'd been undervaluing myself all along and I've never made that mistake since. Fire Nation, there's a difference between being humble and being meek. And Matt used the word meek in the correct place because that was being meek. That was not stepping forward and taking what he was worth. That was not getting the correct value exchange for the value that he was giving. It wasn't a win-win scenario. So he was actually doing wrong by his client as well because Matt was not going to be able to continue forward, not getting the correct value back, not having it be a continued win-win. But if Matt had charged correctly, he and his client could have grown together and they could have both made even more money by giving more value and continuing that life of abundance that we talk about here on Entrepreneur on Fire. So Matt, why don't we boil it down for Fire Nation because you said a lot of really interesting things, a lot of great, valuable insights Give us one takeaway that we can really walk away with from that aha moment. The other part real quick, John, was it gave me the ability to say no. Ooh. Uh, I had, and I got to do that recently for the first time. I got to say no to a potential client. Good feeling. Um, That's somebody a really that, good oh, it was, it was, it was tough. It was actually hard, but it also was like, you know what? I'm good. Um, but <laughs> you know, as, as far as the takeaway, I, I keep going back to it. It's all about what you're worth. It's all about, you know, if you have studied something longer than most people and you've had experience in an industry for as long as or as longer than most people, if you are if you truly are an expert, you have I, I just I don't even think most people can wrap their head around how valuable they are to another company. And I mean, this guy is going to make hopefully into the millions. I actually, I get his emails and I still follow him and, and I see the stuff that he's doing. And, and I also, I see the stuff that he's doing as an offshoot of what I taught him and, and the stuff that I helped him set up. And, and he's, he's more creative as a result. It was like, I just, you know, we talk about igniting. It was like, I ignited something deep down inside of him and he's become even more creative. And, and I, you know, you've probably never heard of this guy, but I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, in the next four or five years, uh, he's going to be close to a household name. Well, we'll have to have him on Entrepreneur on Fire. I already told him about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, you've inspired me to tell a very quick no story because I think it's really important for Fire Nation to realize the power of saying no. And if you don't charge what you're worth, if you don't really claim your value, then you're not going to be in a position to say no when you need to. And for me, I've always had Entrepreneur on Fire for my sponsorships be at the right value. I've known what that value was and I've always maintained that. So when I was recently approached by a company that said, John, we will double what you're currently making in sponsorships right now. We will pay you $1,000 an episode 10 episodes a month, the next three months, we'll pay you upfront $30,000 for that quarter. We're a payday loan company. And I said, no. And it felt great, Matt, because I didn't have to say yes. I didn't need their income. Obviously, that would have been a great income to double my sponsorships. But a payday loan company is not the kind of sponsor I'm going to bring on to Entrepreneur on Fire. 
and I wasn't forced to do it because I wasn't undercharging everywhere else, putting myself in a corner. And so I said no. I walked away from this potential sponsor and it felt great that I was still serving Entrepreneur on Fire with the right sponsors, with the 99 Designs, with the Legal Zooms, with the Squarespaces, great entrepreneurial companies that are helping entrepreneurs on a daily basis, not companies that prey on entrepreneurs. So that's just an example, Fire Nation, of when you really step up and man up and charge what you are giving value for, you're doing right by all. You're doing right by your clients, by your audience, and by yourself. So Matt, you have a lot of exciting things going on right now. I mean, a lot of exciting things. I follow you on social media, on Twitter and different areas because I really like what I see. But share with Fire Nation one or two things that are just really exciting you right now. Good question. And first of all, good, uh, good for you Thanks, on that man. last part. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, what's really exciting me right now is, you know, fourth quarter's coming up and fourth quarter is, it's such a huge time for my retail clients. And, you know, we spent this, we spent nine months laying the groundwork. Everything we do is always pointing to fourth quarter, fourth quarter. I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Cyber Week, you know, first week of December. We're talking about that in March. And, you know, for some of my clients, as much as like half of their, some of them, it's 55 to 60% of their annual revenue comes in a five to six week span from just before Thanksgiving through just before Christmas. So I know we've been doing the right stuff all year long. We proved it last year. We proved it the year before, mm-hmm. but there's always that thought in the back of my mind, you know, did we do enough? Were we, were we as creative as we could have been? Were we as trendy as we could have been? Did, <laughs> did, did I do this? Did I do that? You know, is, is, is every relationship solidified where it should have been? Should I have met with this person? Should I have spent more time? You know, are we really ready? And I know we are, but it's exciting in that kind of, you know, anticipating little bit of fear mixed in with, you know, hope for just, you know, blowing it out of the water feeling. And you know, it's still two months away. <laughs> so right. that's what's really exciting for me. It's too much delay. It's hard to believe because we're, we're so deep into planning for it right now. It feels like it's next week. So that's the thing that's most exciting for me right now is just that that anticipation of a fourth quarter because it gets crazy. And uh, the one thing that's the one time of the year where I really don't get to see my family. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm excited. Matt, talk to us about your vision for the future. I mean, specifically for yourself, but also just for the online world in general. You've been plugged in for a while. You've seen a lot of different phases. You've seen a lot of different waves come and go. A lot of tides rise and recede. Share with us what you think is on the horizon. I would be lying if I was if I said I was really good at predicting too much about the future in that kind of regard. <laughs> I, I mean... I know not a whole lot changes year to year when you really think about it. I mean, as far as technologies and as far as strategy, there's nothing that's, you know, when we're planning for Q4 in March, nothing happens in the next nine months. It completely just makes us go, we never saw that coming. You know, um, in the online world, there's always going to be new technologies. Obviously, you know, the big thing now is still mobile. Video is is bigger than it's ever been. Uh, podcasting, you know, I, I did a podcast for an affiliate program that I ran back in 2009 and 2010. And, and I thought podcasting was big back then, but it really wasn't. You know, I was, I was one of maybe 15 or 20 podcasts talking about online marketing at the time. And, and it seemed big to me and now it's just, it's exploding like it never has before, but really it all goes back to building intimate relationships with scale. It's really about 
you know, it, it's kind of cliche, but in, you know, in my industry, particularly in affiliate, you know, in the affiliate marketing space and in the online marketing space, it really comes down to relationships. You know, I can get people to do stuff for less money because they trust me. You know, I can get people to, to try our program out over somebody else because they trust me. I can get somebody to, you know, to post an ad like you were talking about earlier that will make them less money than the other ad because they trust me. And, and so it just, everything keeps pointing back everything I've ever done for the past, you know, 14 years or 13 years in, in my professional career, starting off with, working for my dad before he fired me. Um, you know, <laughs> everything I've ever done came down to relationships and, and people skills. And, you know, I refer to myself as a functional jerk because by nature, I'm not really that I'm not easy to get along with just, you know, by, if I'm in my default mode, but I really try to go out of my way to make people feel like they're special. Like they're the only person that matters while they're talking to me. And, um, let's come back to pay huge dividends for me. Huge, Matt. Definitely the direction that I see things going to is relationships and connections and really networking in a powerful and meaningful way. So Matt, we're going to take a second here to thank our sponsors. A while back, I joined a group of other like-minded entrepreneurs on a guy's trip in the mountains. We were going to take plenty of time out to go hiking, biking, and have fun, but we were also there to talk business and see how we could help one another out. One morning while I was checking my emails, I accidentally knocked over a glass of water. I wish I could say it went all over me, but instead it went all over my laptop. Naturally, I panicked. My heart sank. I thought of everything that I could have done to avoid that spill. Then I asked one of my buddies if I could log into his computer. When I did, I went into Carbonite and lo and behold, every one of my files was right there. Carbonite really backed me up. Do you wish you had that sort of backup? Start a free trial at Carbonite.com with the offer code FIRE and get two bonus months for free if you decide to buy. Don't panic that you've lost everything when you spill water on your laptop like I did. Go to Carbonite.com and use the offer code FIRE. Whenever I hear someone talking about their frustrations over working with a single designer who just doesn't get their vision, I always ask, did you know that 99designs is the number one marketplace for crowdsource graphic design? When they ask why, this is what I say. In addition to having dozens of designers working on your project instead of just one, you can rest assured knowing that 99designs has world-class customer support available 24-7 over the phone, via email, and chat. Not enough? They also offer a 100% money-back guarantee. So whether you're looking for your next low design, a new web design, digital marketing collateral, apparel design, mobile app design, or print collateral design, 99designs has over 210,000 designers standing by worldwide waiting just for you. You can start your next graphic design project for as low as $199 and get a $99 power pack of services for free today by going to 99designs.com slash fire. So Matt, this is a perfect segue to my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Awesome. Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, it was that self-worth I talked about earlier. You know, I, d I didn't believe that I was worth what I'm worth. I didn't believe 
that my my knowledge and my skills were worth more than than what an employer was paying me. And obviously, uh, I think you can do something. And, and you know, and I'm speaking to myself here, but I think I can do something and make a little bit less money. But I can't go from making what an employer is willing to pay me to half that amount just to be an entrepreneur. So I had to learn how to be successful, and then I had to recondition myself to believe what I now know is true. I had to be, you know believe that deep down inside and. You know, it was those thoughts that held me back from becoming an entrepreneur. What is the best advice you've ever received? It was that advice I mentioned earlier to charge. You know, this is specifically for anybody who's looking to get into consulting. Charge twice or three times what you think you're worth and and what you think or not what you're worth, but what you should charge. You know, it's, it's never failed me. And I mentioned earlier, not following has bitten me so many times. So ultimately it comes down to being confident in our, in our knowledge and abilities and, and, and charging a fair price for them. You know, if you bring value, your clients will make 10 to 20 times what they pay you. And, and that's great. Everyone wins. Win, win. Matt, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe attributes to your success? I get up early. I, I, I never in a million years, because I used to be a night owl. Um, when I started my first business, when I was like 22, after my dad fired me, um, <laughs> I'm going to just keep mentioning <laughs> that you know, everything happened after my dad fired me. And, uh, you know, I had no choice. I started a business and I was one of those people. I worked till like two or three in the morning and slept till noon. And, um, but now I, you know, I get up at five 30 or six, which isn't drastically early, but it's usually before the sun rises here. I can't explain it because I don't work any more hours than I used to but I am so much more productive and I am so much more efficient. And, and I'm just, I, I, I'm telling you right now, if I had an Excel spreadsheet, I could prove it. If you look at, here's when Matt started getting up at 5.30 and you look at my income level, there it, it just starts going up. And I can't explain it. It makes no logical sense, but it works for me. Matt, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Uh, three weeks ago, I would have said none. Cause I'm as for a guy who's worked in online marketing for such a long time, I'm not that much of a techie guy. Uh, I did just start using Evernote though. So that's kind of crazy. It's blowing my mind, but you know, as simplistic as it sounds, I love Chrome as a browser. Yes. And I just learned this uh, literally, like I said, about three weeks ago, the biggest thing for me is that you can sync it across all devices. Yeah. Um, I've been using Chrome for two, three years. Didn't even know that until a friend of mine mentioned it. And <laughs> just so sign in baby. Yeah, if you're a Windows guy like me, you know, but you also browse on your phone and your iPad and, and I have a computer at home and at the office, it's such a huge help. It saves all your bookmarks, your history, your passwords, and, and they're just instantly available across all devices. And when I did that the first time on the iPad and went to Amazon.com and it said, welcome, Matt, I was like, how did it do that? <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's to me the biggest thing is that I hate not having my bookmarks when I go to my next device. It's like I'm lost. It's like I'm lost in a forest of the internet and I don't know how to get anywhere. It's hysterical. It's like what happens when you start using GPS on a car and then they take the (laughs) GPS away from you. You can't even drive down the street to the supermarket anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's like knowing it's there gets you there, even though you've been to the same supermarket a hundred times. Yeah, (laughs) so true. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and all of this great stuff that Matt's mentioned at eofire.com slash Matt McWilliams. Matt, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? 
I have to break the rules and go with two. Um, <laughs> it depends on whether I'm in my intellectual mood or my motivational mood, John. Okay. Uh, so the first one, my intellectual one is, is by Robert Cialdini, the book influence. Um, I mean, it's the best book I've ever read. It's changed my life completely. And I will say it's a, it's a must for, for marketers, leaders. I mean, I mean, literally, I think everybody in the entire human race should read this book because it will blow your mind. And I think even though it's not a parenting book, it's the best parenting book of all time. There's nothing in there about being a parent. But when you learn these psychological techniques, you instantly become a better parent as well for all the parents out there. And the second when I'm in my, my motivational mood is The Secret to Success by Eric Thomas. Um, I would suggest if you haven't, and most people listening to this probably have, if I, if I know your audience are probably similar to me and they like videos like this, look up The Secret to Success on YouTube and watch the video that made Eric Thomas famous. It's, it's just awesome. And this book is just a continuation of, of his stuff. It's, just, it's pure motivation. And one of the things that made me see was that if he can come from his background, this is a guy that 19 years old was homeless, eating out of garbage cans and, and, you know, living on the streets. If he can come from his backgrounds and his, his background and his mistakes and be the wildly successful entrepreneur is, you know, that he is today than anyone can. Wow. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you instead want the audio version of these books and you haven't done so yet, go to eofirebook.com, snag it for free. That's eofirebook.com. And Matt, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Uh, you know, like I said, as a listener, I knew this question was coming. So I, I tried to come up with something that would make me seem a whole lot cooler and smarter yeah. than I really am. But honestly, I would spend like the first three or four days just moping and whining. <laughs> and I mean, I've just lost everything, my family, my business, my yeah. house. And I, I live on a completely different planet. And all I have is housing, food, 500 bucks and a laptop. That's I mean, it. that sucks. Yeah. That totally sucks. So, okay. So I'm going to spend three, three and a half, four days just whining yeah. and being, you know, that, that, functional jerk that I talked about earlier. But after, <laughs> after that, I get to work and I would spend, I would spend the next three days and a lot of days after that, just developing relationships. I have a, an old friend, I believe it or not, I haven't talked to him in like five years, but I need to named Chip Schultz. And he told me something to, to do back in the day when, when I first met him, he said, find five people when you're in a new area, find five people and meet with them. And at the end, ask each of them, who are the five people you need to know? then just rinse and repeat with those five. And you can do the math. It doesn't take very long before you have 125 connections. And so I would do that. I, I would start a blog. I would write great content. I would build a following online as well. And I would just give, 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 give until it hurt because your network ultimately is everything. Matt, I have really enjoyed hearing your journey, hearing the multitude of times that you were fired by your father. It was just inspiring <laughs> to behold. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best ways that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. The last thing I would say, uh, John, is you know you got to be a fighter. You know what the, the the people that are listening, like I said, they're either entrepreneurs or they're they're going to be, and what they're doing is just far too important to quit. I mean, entrepreneurship is hard, you know, just cause, uh, you know, I got to go to the zoo on a Monday in the middle of the day, a few weeks ago, doesn't mean that this is all cupcakes and lollipops. I mean, this, this is hard, hard work. 
So you know this being in the military that, you know, 200, maybe even 50 years ago, the success of a nation was 100% based on fighters. It was, it was based on military. That was, that was all a nation had as its strength. And now it's business. And, and most of that business is entrepreneurs. So most innovation, I mean, and especially in today's economy, today's environment, most innovation comes from entrepreneurs and, and their companies that they start. And the thing is, I, I realized was that in America, you know, entrepreneurs are the only ones who are going to grow this economy. They're going to slash unemployment. They're in poverty, get, get people off welfare. And I think as crazy as it sounds, they're probably going to save marriages and probably going to decrease the divorce, improve our schools. I mean, cut the murder rate. I mean, I, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about, you know, guy that you appreciate Dave Ramsey. And I was talking to him about his plan and I live in this area. I mentioned Fort Wayne where the homicide rate in South Fort Wayne is just out of this world. And I said, I wonder what would happen if most of these people had a thousand dollars in the bank, like Dave Ramsey suggests, or if they had a business. So I believe it, it can do that. I believe it can just completely transform a community. And it's not just in America. I, I think it's even more important in, emer- in emerging markets. You know, big corporations, like no offense to them, but the big corporations paying 10 cents an hour, they are not going to transform Rwanda. They're not going to transform Ethiopia. They're not going to transform Eastern Europe. It's going to be entrepreneurs. So we're the ones that are completely changing the world. So keep fighting. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. The world absolutely, absolutely needs you. You can find me at mattmcwilliams.com. MattMcWilliams.com. And Matt, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything we've talked about, resources, books, the gold, your contact information, eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab. You're hanging on the archives. We also have an amazing search bar. Just type in Matt. He'll pop up in the show notes right there, right in front of you. And Matt, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. It was a blast. Don't let your lack of knowledge hold you back any longer. The time to create, grow, and monetize your podcast is now. There is a huge audience out there waiting to hear your voice, and the only resource you'll ever need is podcastersparadise.com. An ever-growing library of video tutorials, interaction with the community of podcasters to exchange ideas, strategies, and reviews, access to private webinars with today's top experts, all at podcastersparadise.com. Come check us out today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 